You're listening to the Quince podcast. In a big announcement on 4th April, the boards of HDFC Limited and HDFC Bank announced the biggest merger in Indian corporate history with a combined balance sheet of a whopping rupees 17.87 trillion. The merger which is expected to close over the next 18 months has been speculated for more than a decade and it was a question of when and not why. And rightly so, this is the merger of two industry behemoths. HDFC Limited, India's largest housing finance company with assets under management worth rupees 5.26 trillion, and HDFC Bank, one of India's largest private sector banks with a market cap of rupees 8.35 trillion. This merger will make the new entity the world's fifth most valued bank. HDFC chairman Deepak Parekh also said that the merger will not only strengthen the entity but also make its offerings more competitive. But the big question emerging from this announcement is its timing. Why now? What made 2022 an ideal time for this merger and how will it impact the highly competitive financial services market? We answer these questions in today's episode with Ira Duggal, the executive editor of Bloomberg Quint. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Imad. This merger was a closely guarded secret to the extent that the banner with the names of HDFC Bank and HDFC Limited for the press conference on Monday was only printed after midnight Sunday. According to an Indian Express report, only seven people were involved in the finalization of the merger. These seven were HDFC Limited's Deepak Parekh, KK Misri, Renu Sood Karnad and V. Srinivasan Rangan and HDFC Bank's Atnanu Chakraborty, Shashidhar Jagdishan and Srinivasan Vedanathan. Other than these seven, the only other person who knew about it was the RBI governor. So let's get down to brass tacks about what this merger is going to entail. As per the current structure, HDFC Limited owns 21.5% stake in HDFC Bank. Incorporated in 1994, the bank was born to HDFC Limited, which was established much earlier in 1977. And since then, the bank has overshadowed its parent HDFC in terms of growth and performance. And now, as HDFC Chairman Deepak Parekh puts it, the son has grown up to take over the father's business. Post the merger, HDFC Limited's stake in HDFC Bank will be erased, and HDFC Bank will be 100% owned by public stakeholders. Existing shareholders of HDFC Limited will own 41% of HDFC Bank. Shareholders of HDFC Limited will receive 42 shares of HDFC Bank for 25 shares of HDFC Limited. But as I stated earlier, speculations regarding this merger have been rife for more than a decade. So why have the two entities decided to merge now? Are there any market conditions which made it easier to merge now than earlier? We took this question to Ira Duggal, the executive editor of Bloomberg Quint, and according to her, it was a mix of factors which made the merger possible, from the change in regulations to even changes in the leadership board. We believe there are a combination of factors which actually led to this merger being announced between HDFC Bank and its uh, promoter, HDFC Limited. Uh, for those who have followed the sector, they know that this is something that has been talked about, speculated upon for actually years and years. Uh, so why now is a very relevant question. Uh, mm. Three things seem to have changed. Uh, firstly, there has been a change in regulations for non-bank financial companies, NBFCs as they are called, and housing finance companies. Mm. As you know, over the last two or three years. There have been accidents in the NBFC and the housing finance sector. Uh, mm-hmm. The DHFL, for instance, had failed. After that, the Reserve Bank of India had tightened its regulations for NBFCs and housing finance companies. 
Until then, banks had much tougher regulations and NBFCs and HFCs had easier regulations. But over a period of time, you're now starting to see those regulations converge. So the first mm. point here is that it was less beneficial for HDFC Limited to stay in HFC and not be part of a bank. Mm-hmm. The second aspect is that any time these two entities merge, there were large requirements that would come in to meet statutory ratios such as the cash reserve ratio, which banks have to keep aside, or the statutory liquidity ratio, which is the amount that banks put in government securities. So if mm-hmm. a large book such as HDFCs come in, comes into the bank, they would have had to raise more capital. Now, that capital is currently coming at a good cost because interest rates in the economy are at uh, multi-decadal lows. So that also helps them to some extent. And mm-hmm. our final point, a softer aspect to why now, uh, is because personalities uh, involved in this entire merger conversation have changed. Uh, Aditya Puri, who was the longtime CEO of HDFC Bank, was never entirely in favor of the merger from what we understand. He is now retired. Uh, Deepak Parikh, who has uh, been the chairman of HDFC Limited, is getting on in age. Keki Mistri, who has run the HDFC Limited franchise and is vice chairman there now, is also getting on in age. Uh, So a Mm. merger at this point solved a problem of succession for HDFC Limited. It Mm. also... Uh, sort of, you know, came in at a time when there's a new CEO at HDFC Bank who has a long runway to make sure it works. Now, with the merge of any two entities, there's always one with a big upside. And in this case, it is HDFC Limited. If you're an HDFC Limited customer or know about its products, it is known as a wholesale financier and lender. According to a money control report, HDFC's loan book is broken up into four parts, with individual loans taking up 75% of the share, construction finance coming second at 11%, lease rentals at 8%, and corporate loans at 6%. And when compared to HDFC Bank's loan book, it's the opposite. Corporate loans take up 53% of the share and housing loans only 6% of HDFC Bank. According to industry experts who spoke to Bloomberg Quint, a potential merger will not only lead to a diversified loan mix, but it will also help the entities reach out to more customers and carry less risk as well. Coming to another sticking point in the merger, which is the cost of borrowing of HDFC Limited, which according to a money control report stands at 7.20% in the second quarter of FY21. In contrast, HDFC Bank's cost of funding stood below 5%. This basically means that HDFC Limited is relatively more exposed to volatility of interest rates and liquidity than the bank. So you must be thinking what is HDFC Bank's upside in this merger? They'll be carrying more risk given HDFC Limited's large stake in individual loans, which are mostly house loans, and buying the risk as well. So how does this merger benefit the bank? According to Ira Duggal, the bank sees the merger as a way to convert more customers and also create some room for foreign portfolio investors. So uh, to be completely honest, the merger certainly benefits HDFC Limited a little bit more than it benefits HDFC Bank. But we'll mm-hmm. come to that in a bit. Uh, HDFC Limited has, you know, sees a number of benefits. Uh, firstly, uh, cost of funds will fall because uh, banks have lower cost of funds because they take deposits from people like you and me. So certainly mm-hmm. that is one benefit. Uh, second, HDFC's uh, customers are currently sold mostly home loans. When they go into the HDFC Bank fold, uh, from the same uh, you know, set of relationship managers or branches, you can cross-sell uh, all sorts of products to them from retail loans to personal loans to credit cards uh, to small business loans. So, you know, the customers potentially mm-hmm. have a, a wider suite. Uh, from an HDFC bank perspective, uh, it's a double-edged sword uh, because, yes, they will get HDFC limited customers who they can cross-sell to. Uh, Keki Mistri uh, said that uh, 70% of HDFC limited customers don't actually bank with HDFC bank, so they have the ability to or potential to convert them. Uh, but 
they have to take on the burden of these high statutory liquidity ratios and cash reserve ratios. So that is going mm-hmm. to depress the returns a little bit. They also have now a 12-18 month period in which they have to worry about things like integrating branches, integrating employees, making sure they regulatory permissions. So there's going to be a lot of management bandwidth that is going to go in this at a time when a new credit cycle uh, is potentially starting. But of course, with every merger, there will come challenges in making sure the transition is smooth. And given the realities of the merger that we discussed earlier, a lot can unfold over the next 12 to 18 months as the two entities dot the I's and cross the T's. Though share prices increased by 7% for both companies on Monday, they declined the very next day. Shares of HDFC fell 1.54%, while HDFC Bank declined 1.23% at opening bell on 5th April. According to Ira Dukkal, one of the big challenges that the merger may face is management of employees and getting approvals from regulatory bodies. So technology actually in this case will not be a huge challenge. Uh, it will certainly be a challenge, but you know, uh, the two uh, groups are on similar platforms. So we don't believe that the technology side is going to be that challenging. Uh, on the people front, yes, HDFC Limited's uh, employees would largely be used to selling home loans. Uh, when they come into the banking fold, they'll have to get used to an entirely different set of products, entirely different set of processes. So that will certainly be a challenge. Uh, branches, although the management said that they may not uh, need to uh, rationalize or shut down branches, there would still be, you know, a remap branch strategy that would have to be drawn out. Uh, and the biggest challenge of all of this is going to be in getting approvals. Uh, you know, so many businesses are being merged, insurance, asset management, banking, mm-hmm. there's a non-banking company under HDFC Bank. So just getting approvals from regulators, I think, is going to be perhaps uh, one of the most challenging aspects of this deal. She adds that the merger will also require the new entity to be more nimble than usual given the highly competitive landscape of the Indian financial sector and the shrinking market share. So I think what happens is that HDFC Bank, which is already the largest private sector bank and the second largest bank in the country, just becomes that much larger. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will uh, still be short of SCI, uh, which is the country's largest lender, but it will be nearly two times the size of uh, ICICI Bank. So obviously Mm -hmm. that will leave ICICI Bank wondering whether they should shop around for other assets in the market to try and gain scale. Uh, We don't know if that will happen because there aren't that many uh, banks or assets up for sale in the Indian market. Uh, But certainly... Uh, the competitive bank, competitive banks will start to look at the scale of HDFC Bank and wonder how they will catch up. But there is a flip side to it. While HDFC Bank will gain in scale, it may actually see a decline in some of the ratios that stock market investors tend to track, such as net interest margin, such as return on equity. The return of equity of the merged entity will come down, the margins will come down. So a smaller lender uh, may actually not be that badly placed uh, compared to uh, the new merger entity. Uh, And then finally, you know, uh, the larger the entity, the tougher it is to be nimble. And in a financial services market, which is changing so fast and customer needs are becoming so tech and so real time, uh, being nimble is critical in this market. Mm. Uh, So we'll see how that plays out, uh, whether HDFC can stay on top of it or not. Uh, The chief executive officer told uh, my colleague Vishnath Nair that the elephant can dance. So we hope Mm -hmm. he can uh, make it dance. As I stated earlier, the last word on this merger has not been said yet. And we will know more over the next 18 months of how smoothly the two household entities merge into one. If you want to know more about this merger, head over to the Quinn's website where you will find a detailed explainer on it. And if you're not already, subscribe to the Big Story Podcast. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. 
For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts. 